Welcome back, everybody, to the SideQuest Podcast. This is Eric. I am joined, as always, by Justin and Jeff. Justin, let's start with you. How are you today? I'm I'm decent. I think I had a good day. I had a got out on my bicycle, so that was always good to get some dude sweat out in the the atmosphere. So yeah, I, I'm feeling it. I'm I'm ready. Nice. Did you do? Did you pop any wheelies or do uh, you know go on your pegs and do like a handlebar twisty thing? Oh heck yeah! I, I jumped off the biggest ramp ever. <laughs> totally squashed my nuts, but no big deal. <laughs> Squashed his nuts. Now they're melons. Congratulations. That's how you do it, kids. That's how babies are made. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. Got my second shot, so oh, punched me. Yeah, I bet. And so, I'm sure. You know, doing my part, getting safe, making sure people around me are safe. So yeah. Science. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I've heard a lot of mixed bags about like what people go through on the second shot. I have mine on Wednesday, so. We shall see. I hear some people are like miserable. Other people are just fine and just take a big old dump. I don't think that happens, but maybe it does. Uh, so we wish you well, sir. And, and good luck to you. <laughs> good luck. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Uh, so this was quite the weekend. Not only was Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or shall we say, spoiler alert, a Captain America and the Winter Soldier uh, has concluded the six-episode miniseries, or I guess it's a series. I don't know. That's a miniseries to me. Um, that concluded, and also Mortal Kombat came out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the gentleman's choice, Jeff. Since you just got your second shot, what would you like to talk about first, Mortal Kombat or Captain Falcon? Start with Falcon because I think we'll have more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, I was hoping you'd go that route. So let's just kick things off, right? We haven't really touched base on this for the last two episodes, just so we have a little bit more to talk about. And to be honest, Jeff, like, what do we really have to talk about? Like, what were your thoughts on the final two episodes? Where do you stand? Uh, I'm, you know, for me, the biggest thing is, did he ever get the loan? <laughs> you and this fucking loan, just the whole series. Just there's probably a support group for you on Facebook. There's so many memes about the, the loan <laughs> that never got resolved, never got answered. It just we'll never know. Well, they called in the favors. Apparently, everybody in that town that didn't seem like a very uh, um, you know like rich town, let's say, all, all of a sudden everybody came out of the woodwork to apparently like pay pay up. So and that's what I gathered. At that moment, not no. None of it made sense, but no. moving on from the loan part, uh, I mean, it was fine. I don't know. It was not anywhere near WandaVision, at least for me. Okay. Uh, WandaVision, I mean, the moment it popped up on Disney+, Plus, I couldn't wait to click play this. I just kind of waited a day or two. I'm like, eh, all right. Yeah, I'll finally get to it. I got to do it for the show. Got to do a little bit of homework. <laughs> well, that's good. Justin, what about you, sir? What did you think about the last two eps? So I, I wanted more out of it. My big discrepancy is not the lone scene. It's just how OP Falcon was in these last two episodes. Yeah. Was he not like Bucky is just getting his ass rimmed by Walker and then here comes Falcon and he's just like, no, I got this. Not a problem. Well, didn't I you just, see the training montage where he's doing flips and tricks and running around the house like four times? Like that's how you yeah. do it. That's that's how Home Alone does it. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't believe he he wasn't doing that for a year. Yeah, I I, I oh yeah right. He was doing it for like six days. 
We're gonna wait a year till we do our next terrorist thing. Yeah. So we <laughs> and just by himself. I mean, you know, we we've all played sports in some capacity at some point in our lives, but I mean, you have to be like surrounded. Like, why isn't Bucky cheering him on and be like, "Good, ch- yeah. you've done it, Falcon, Gold Star." <laughs> Good job. Where's your sister? Where's Sarah? Where'd she go? Oh, he was definitely digging that. He was creeping on her hardcore. Um, But one question I have, and I never looked into it. I just always took it as fact and physics, is that how the fuck does the Captain America shield work, Justin? Why can he just toss it like a Frisbee and it comes right back? And it seems like it defies all physics and gravity. Well, I mean, that's that's the point of the vibranium shield. But... To say that Falcon can just, like, pick it up and be like, I'm going to throw this Frisbee now without, like, any kind of, like, bench press montage first. Like, let's go for some Rocky Four style shit to, like, really, (laughs) really instigate where he's coming from. Because it doesn't add up that he's able to do the same that Cap Steve Rogers is able to do, that Bucky's able to do, that John Walker's able to do. Because he he gets passed in in freaking... Captain America and the Winter Soldier on your right, left and right. Uh, and he just, he does, he doesn't have the capabilities to accomplish what they're showing. And that's just bothered me. Well, and Jeff, what about this is that every, if you think about it, every time they throw the shield, it has the two arm straps. So they've got to go in like perfectly. You got to slide your hand right in through both in order to A, either catch it or hold it. So every single time they threw it, and they caught it, they somehow, with this thing spinning probably, what, 30 miles an hour, were able to fit both their, you know, their hand through both straps, like, in the in a split second, so. I mean, well, are you trying to justify them throwing a shield <laughs> where people I, have powers all, and, you can, uh, <laughs> and uh, you can uh, survive space for a little bit I, and guardians and all this stuff? Yeah. Shield is the thing that you've latched on to. So here's the thing, right? I haven't had a chance to really shit on the shield and I don't mean to, but if you think about it, this is probably the first time outside of Captain America when he just has thrown it in his movies that, Oh, it's Captain America. He can do it. No problem. Cause he's Captain America. But here comes Sam Wilson, just like pulling it out of the art bag saying like, Oh, I'm just going to play Frisbee with this shit. And he like learned it in five seconds and no problem. Like, I don't know. That just bugs me a little bit. Like, come on. No, I'm I'm with you. And so it's worth noting that anytime Wilson catches the shield, he does so with two hands at the front that is about to knock him in the skull. Okay. So he doesn't catch it the way that Captain uh, Steve Rogers does, where he, he grasps through the handles and turns around and throws it again. Yeah. Every time that Wilson catches it, he's just kind of like a scared little kid. So I'll give him that. They made a little bit of realism okay. in how... The shield is caught and tossed, but I, I'm with you, man. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know why it bugged me a little bit. So the the big reveal in episode five, which definitely I was not excited about, still not excited about at the time, is Elaine Bennis has joined the chat. She has joined the game. She is now, I'm not even going to say her full name, but she doesn't go by Val, but she does, but she doesn't. And it seems like she's setting up this kind of Nick Fury secret Dark Avengers or some kind of uh, sub-governmental type program. And she's recruited Mr. John Walker. So, Jeff, what were your thoughts on the cameo that was supposed to be so amazing? I don't give a shit at all. I'm right? Just, like, bored of this 
this is turning into like James Bond with like secret organizations and secret agents and stuff. I don't care. I need more Thor and Hulk and you know, <laughs> the magical with stuff. Fucking powers. This is superheroes. This isn't like you know, I don't like some James Bond spy movie. I don't care about any of it. I want, I want people with powers back. This is a superhero show. Yeah, so Justin. Just, I don't care. Justin, what about you? What did you think of her entrance and all that good stuff? So I, I've got a little bit more of a realistic take on it than Jeff's sad sack party. Ref's rants. Ref's rants. Um, <laughs> Jeff Brady. Uh, no, I, I, I had no idea that it was going to be her, JLD, Julia Louise <laughs> Dreyfus. Yeah, Louis Dreyfus, I think. Who knows? Whatever. Um, I know she's listening. I, actually, she's on the other line. I'm going to pop her on real quick. Oh, hey. hey guys. Do the Elaine um, dance over the phone. There it is. I, I appreciate what they're trying to get at. I think that it won't pay off for another year or two till we can fully really like uh, reconcile what they're trying to create if they do execute on it. Because I think Walker was a great character. I think U.S. Agent is awesome. And the fact that he's so badass and he's going to be recruited into this nebulous good guy, bad guy, dark Avenger type thing that they're they're sort of building out to me is potentially really cool. They can drop the ball. Maybe they do, but maybe they don't. Yeah, I guess it's just tough to take her. Like, she comes in so strong and like, I'm going to kill you and don't fuck with me. And it's just hard to, like, take her as an actress that seriously because she's mostly known for, like, her comedic roles. And I get it. Like, it's always, like, a game changer. Like, they are they do a really great job casting. I will give Marvel that. Like, they every single character that they've cast, I feel like they've just done a phenomenal job. There's no other person that I think could play the role. So I'll, I'll give it some time, but it was kind of interesting. And, she, like, she came in, she swooped in and took control of John Walker when he was vulnerable and she's talking about all this weird shit about like how the shield's a gray area and what does that even mean? Um, and then how things are about to get weird. Like, and she's got this like hip strand of blue hair going through her, through her like brain or whatever on her head. So I don't know. It was just a little bit weird. Um, and this whole black mask thing. So kind of the grand finale episode six, um, two questions for each of you guys. What a, did you think of the new captain America suit? from uh, courtesy from Wakanda and two was this whole black mask like villain as a you know like a society villain or like a group villain did that do it for you like I never felt invested in that being the villain so what'd you guys think of the Captain America suit and the um, black mask group so Justin let's start with you again I, I I feel like Falcon Sam Wilson got overpowered beyond belief and now he just has this suit and the shield and then he gives his do better speech at the end and i was just like are you kidding me mm, well yeah. you guys need to do better because you need to do better because there's black captain america out there and do better and like oh my gosh yeah. so no i could do without that the flag smashers i think were a subpar villain i know what they were trying to accomplish i just don't think they understood the full gravity of what they created and it was just meh I mean, if we focus on the growth of the characters between Bucky and between Sam and the addition of of Walker and his arc and then the addition of Elaine and where she will eventually go, I think the show was worth watching. 
but at the same time, again, I mean, do yeah. you want pepperoni on your pizza? Are you going to Pizza Hut? Are you going to Domino's? Or are you going to get a real pie? <laughs> Good way of putting it. Jeff, what, what were your thoughts on those two things? I mean, if you go back to an episode where we talked about the first episode, pretty much exactly happened what I thought. He was just going to have a suit that is going to change color to red, white, and blue, which is fine. Sell more merch and toys. <laughs> the wings were cool. Um, again, I don't care. <laughs> I just not, I just, I didn't, you know, I like him as an actor. I just, he's just, I don't know. Um, he's fine, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Zemo was the only one that sold the show. I think he's was the best part of it, and we only had him for two episodes. Agreed. They they did Zemo so poorly, though. Like, yeah. Well, hopefully he'll be back. It seems like he'll be back. So. He's on the raft, so he's not going anywhere potentially. But yes, I agree with you. Zemo was a shining star that I don't think they utilized to the fullest potential. Yeah. Got their dance meme out of him, but literally that's all. <laughs> Even the bat, like the terrorist group, I still don't know what the hell they were fighting about. Yes. I still don't. I just, it was boring. A lot of, I think the last, the second to last episode after they defeated um, fake Captain America, I don't even know his name. Like I just, the investment is just not there. No. The rest of the episode was so boring. It was about fixing a boat. Yeah, I get what they're trying to do, but I'm like, I'm watching a superhero show. Yeah, I want to watch superheroes fight superheroes and blow shit up. I don't want to be told to think things and like watch family life and (laughs) just don't care. Yeah, Yeah, but at at the same time, that's very comic esque, where you have to establish and build these bridges and backstories. You do, but all the other Marvel stuff, just I mean, Wanda didn't have much background outside of the you know couple couple of times she was on screen and we got it in wandavision but we got it in a really cool unique way yeah we got backstory on her but it was just done really well and also very disappointing character yeah and it seemed like outside you know it seemed like elizabeth olsen just had way more fun than these guys just did not seem like I, i don't know i just didn't see the passionate like with the new loki show you can see that he's gonna be like really into it and into the role so i i don't know i just yeah. thought it was great yeah so we had a couple of listeners uh in give some input so b hilgi uh once again go check out the episode with her about power rangers uh she said this is so lame like just the show in mm-hmm. general and then second adam and craig's gpc they mentioned jeff this kind of goes with you is like honestly don't get how they were trying to get the audience to sympathize with carly I, I totally agree with that. Like, she was just the head of this weird group that's on Facebook, and when they press the app, all of a sudden it turns into a John Wick type type movie. <laughs> and, like, I, I Justin, you said it too. Like, we all agree, I think, on this, is that, like, what, what were they trying to do? They were trying to change the world, but they were, like, in the blip, or the world was better when the blip happened. Like, they didn't really expand on that outside of just, like, talking about it for 30 seconds. It was very, very unclear what their goal was outside of just trying to like randomly kill people. And they're kind of half super soldiers. Like that was just really strange. It didn't click. Oh, and I, I mean, so, so they're Thanos sympathizers at best. Yeah. But like, why not play on that a little bit more? And like you're saying they're, they're, they're kind of 
super soldiers. They're kind of not. When Hoskins dies and she, Carly, takes her mask off and she's like, oh no, what have I done? Like, <laughs> you were fighting. Why are you confused that you killed a human? <laughs> How so are you true. confused by your superpowers overpowering yeah. a normal man? Yeah, totally and with she you runs there. Away. She runs away. Like, are you? Yeah. Okay, and, that's and... not logical. And last but not least, I'm sure, I'm thinking we're all going to agree on this. I'm just going to make a bet now that Sharon Carter, all of a sudden, either A, the, the power broker or pretending to be, and now she's like turning into a villain. Like that, that is, I don't know, to me, completely unnecessary, unearned. Like she is just all of a sudden showing up in this world as like, oh yeah, we're expected to believe that she's been like some badass assassin that's built up this... Uh, whole like underground villain uh, hive in Madripoor for the last couple of years. Like, I don't believe it. I don't like it. I don't buy it. And I hope she goes away. What are your guys' thoughts? Again, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care Good, short and it. sweet. I, I mean, yeah, I. And the and the sad thing is, like Winter Soldier, the movie was fantastic. I think it's one of the best Marvel movies. Yep. Um, and that was all just regular people outside of Captain America. And for some reason, that movie was super awesome. So I thought we were going to get like a six episode of that. Yeah. And we got completely not that. <laughs> Justin, what were your thoughts on Sharon Carter? So I, I agree with Jeff and wholeheartedly with, with everything that he's saying. The one thing that I, I will add is if you troll some tight schliz on the internet there's rumor that there was supposed to the person that she's talking to at the end is rumored again grain of salt to be norman osborne and mm. there was talk that there was a scene of willem dafoe on the other end of the phone ending the call i don't oh. know if that's true or accurate or worth a damn but if that is the case then shivers damn and the thing is though if that actually happened that, that would have been awesome. That's part of the the episode. It would have been like, yeah, the only part I liked was the last five seconds. Yeah. Right. I'm but with again, you guys. I, who knows? Who knows, indeed. So, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of a wrap on our Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, what are your thoughts? Let us know about it. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Uh, hit us up at SideQuest Pod. And now moving on to, I think, our more exciting topic, which is dun, 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 Mortal Kombat. Um, I got to say, first and foremost, this needs to be settled right now, is that there was a clear winner in the death count. Uh, Justin, you predicted 13 total of the movie, like on-screen deaths. How many were there going to be? Jeff, you said 20. And I thought you guys were crazy going that low, <laughs> thinking really? it was going to be 45. And I was very, I thought it was going to be even more than that. But the winner of that competition is uh, Jeff. 21 total kills. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> you had a flawless victory. So, Jeff, you get to go first. What were your overall thoughts on the movie? Did you like it? Did you love it? Was it weird? Fill us yeah, in. So Brothers is on a roll right now. We got Godzilla vs. Kong and now Mortal Kombat. Two incredibly stupid-ass movies that are just great. Uh, it was so dumb. <laughs> and I love that it was dumb. It, it seemed like the beginning of the movie, they were going more serious. But then either like halfway, 
the director just was like, oh, let's just make it like the other movie. And then when it did the stupid game stuff, that's when it got real good. Yeah. Kano like stole the show. He was awesome. And I know the whole internet is just memeing about him all since the weekend. Um, yeah, I just, you know, the main character I really didn't give a shit about. But uh, Scorpion was fucking awesome. Sub-Zero, everything that he did was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, it was just stupid and fun. And it seems like, you know, there's a way they're going to keep going with it. I think today they announced they're going forward with uh, Mortal Kombat 2. So nice. I guess it did really well. Awesome. Yeah, I hope so as well. Justin, what were your thoughts after the viewing? Oh, boy. So I'm going to put on my Jeff shoes and sad sack on this because I thought it was effing awful. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Really. Like, this whole time I'm waiting for Mortal Kombat to happen. We never got Mortal Kombat. We got this, there's a barrier up. And then we've got, the barrier is now down. Everybody will fight. <laughs> and then you got him and I got him. And I. Well, then we'll all fight Sub-Zero. And it's like, where's the Mortal Kombat? Yeah, yeah. That, that was one part that was like the whole movie is named after a tournament. Yep. But there was, and then I read the director was trying to defend it because everyone's like, "Why? What?" And he's like, "Well, we're looking past the change that I'm pretty sure the second movie, because everything on the internet that's talking about the movie likes it when it was most ridiculous. Oh, so yeah. I have a feeling the second one." Either they'll get a new director or a new writer or something and be like, all right, the first one was all right, and it did really well, but here's what they like. Because they did that with Kong vs. Godzilla. They just were like, all right, they just want a bunch of monsters beating the shit out of each other. And they delivered. It took them a couple movies to get there, but... But this didn't deliver. Like, we have, we have Cole getting beat up, and then Jack's getting his arm ripped off, and then we've got a 40-minute training exercise with Kung Lao and Liu Kang where they're just you have to get your anchor in or whatever the hell they're calling it and then, <laughs> then Shang Tsung shows up and he's just like we will now all fight yeah like, I, what? I'm definitely and, it gets crazy. And, and they kill Kano and they kill Cabal like why are you killing dead. why does Kano have to die Kano is not dead yeah he, he died he is literally dead his no because now he's gonna have the metal plate for the next movie just watch well I mean that is a guarantee so no it's not because the symbol transitioned from him to Sonya yeah that could have been knocked out and that's how you get it so no it comes through death Pretty I sure mean, he's not dead. I mean, so we'll, well have to wait the next two years till we get the next movie. To so yeah, I'm with you guys on a, on a few things. So for a stupid, fun, like quick popcorn flick, like this is it. Like you're just gonna get ridiculous death scenes. The story's not gonna make sense. They fast forward through a lot of shit. You get introduced to Cole. He's fighting. All of a sudden, something happens. Uh, Sub Zero joins the battle. And he just immediately leaves his family and trusts these two random strangers he's never seen in his life. Like, I need to go fight Mortal Kombat. Um, but he's got the birthmark. He goes to, of all places, he goes to Gary, Indiana. Right, <laughs> exactly. Where Sonya has put together stuff she's just Googled. Like, it's Pepe Silvia on uh, Always Sunny. Like, she's got all the walls going. And a couple gripes. One is Cole Young, his ability was jack shit. He should have turned into Scorpion. That would have made more sense. Two... Oh, yeah. 
he got like a Black Panther suit. Yeah, exactly. Two with some nightclubs as he's striking all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it didn't even have like a blast thing. Like it didn't store up energy and explode like Black Panther. Probably lots of Disney lawyers just mouth watering for that to happen. Uh, number two was Reptile. Fucking died in like thirty seconds. They send Reptile in. He's invisible, and then he gets killed pretty quickly. Uh, lame, dumb. And then third, Shane Sung did not Shang Sung and morph into anybody the entire movie. That's the whole purpose of his being, is to morph. And he didn't even, like, <laughs> trick. To morph. I mean, what else do you know Shang Sung for? He's just there with his hairdo, and he just says a lot of words, but he doesn't do the whole thing you're waiting for him to do. No, and so I, I agree with you. I hope that I will agree with Jeff in two years when the sequel comes out that they build into his true power source. But how about Goro getting his ass kicked and killed? Yeah. I, you know, out of all out of all fucking um, Mortal Kombat, you know, veterans, like he is the one that you send to finish the job, not just get stuck in a barn and then get your intestines ripped out. But Jeff, you're right. I, I think they're gonna build it up, and they kind of had this cop out thing at the end where he's like, "Oh, they are not all dead. They actually go down into another realm." So you know they're just like putting on a platter for the next writers, the next movie to say, "Ah, okay, perfect. All these characters are coming back." Yeah, the next movie is gonna be really good. Just the way that Godzilla went, I, that's how this is gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they and the last fight scene, the Sub Zero and Scorpion thing, was pretty badass. Yeah, that I mean, Sub Zero throughout the movie, he like his moves, what he did, like that was really badass. Scorpion, I just I loved all that. I thought the beginning of the movie was actually pretty cool. It just felt like when you watch it back that it was a different movie. Like they were going for a totally different vibe, trying to set that story up. But then they didn't explain the baby or how the baby became the baby became the baby became the baby became Cole, because that was like sixteen hundred or some shit. Like, all of a sudden, he just has the mark, and now he's the guy. You know? Well, generation after generation. I don't know. Yeah, but we, we've got the Mortal Kombat tournament taking place generation after generation, and there's no payoff. There's no buildup, and the anticipation, it's, again, it's blue balls. It's, it's useless. But I can give them credit because those fatalities were pretty badass. I loved... Kung Lao surfboarding the bird lady into his hat <laughs> and just dicing her in half. I feel like that was definitely my favorite kill of That's the uh, movie. Halfway through the movie, like the direction changed from just whatever it was doing to just ridiculousness, and that's when it was at its best. Yeah, uh, I guess that's my side question for you guys. Who was your favorite fatality? Besides Kung Lao, because I picked him. <laughs> I like the the uh, the dragon death. That was pretty badass. Oh yeah, fire dragon. Yeah, mm. that was a good one. The coolest move was when uh, Sub Zero uh, sliced Scorpion and his blood came out, and then he froze it and stamped it back in him. Yeah, that was badass. Justin, what about you? I mean, you could pick on Lao if you want to, but <laughs> I, I will say one when, when Sub Zero rips freezes. Jax's arms was pretty like gruesome. Yeah. I mean it wasn't I mean it wasn't a fatality, but at the same time when he get his he gets his breadsticks before he gets his powers, like that was kind <laughs> of like a game changer. Yeah. 
Oh my god, his breadsticks. So Jax good. was cool. He was just kind of quiet a lot of the movie. I was hoping to get more Jax Sonya interactions. Yeah, and the way he smashed that dude's head, like that was pretty badass too. I, <laughs> He's like, yeah, these will work. I feel like they're, yeah, I mean, I like that. This was like the appetizer. This is basically that movie that's like getting the investors excited. Like, hey, thank you. We can do this. It was pretty low budget. I'm sure they spent all their money on what's his name, the main Scorpion guy, because I know he's a very famous actor. Finishing stuff. So for what the past year gave us, I think it was a good start. Yeah, but Cole, like Cole, needs to go the first 15 minutes of the next movie. Can we not all agree on that? He needs to get his ass kicked by Johnny Cage, the the main character. I don't understand. Well, the character of the game. Right, and Liu Kang is like some 14-year-old high schooler that's just walking through the desert like, oh, hey, guys, you guys looking for uh, <laughs> you guys looking for Raiden? And Raiden shows up, but like he, like he's I, supposed to be Raiden, the guy. The thing with Raiden is, cause, and this bugged me the whole time, because I'm like, there was nothing bad with him, but no, it just, was just, he... Oh God, he just didn't do anything. He just... He built that force field. He just put the force field down, and that was it. And his eyes, I feel like they spent about five and a half dollars on the, the effects for his laser eyes. I feel oh, like geez. I feel like Chris Lambert had better laser uh, lightning eyes in 1995 than this guy did. They were just, like, glowing blue. Like, the, I think everyone just wanted the original Raiden. Because <laughs> he did Raiden so well. <laughs> it took me a second, but I realized that Shang Tsung, because I didn't really look at like the cast of characters who everybody was, because like I know most of them are nobodies except I recognize Scorpion. And when I looked at Shang Tsung, I'm like, oh shit, that's the dude from uh, the Dark Knight, the guy that gets uh, brought back from China by the uh, by Batman. He's like the guy that runs the money for them all. I'm like, oh shit, that's him. I thought it was like somebody brand new, but yawn. All right, right? He just didn't do anything. And Goro, God, what a piece of, what a waste. A waste of four arms, two legs. And just well, a, I just want Baraka in the next one. So Yeah. So that that's a great side quest. Eric, who do you want in the next one? Yeah, I feel like, you know, they, they used a lot of good main characters. And I don't know, I don't know. They're really building up Johnny Cage. So Yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see who they cast for. I would want... Um, Gosh, it starts with a C. It's almost like it's not Cabal, but it's like the other dude with missiles. What's his name? Like Cybex, Corbex, or some shit. Cyrax. Like that. Cyrax. Yes, I would love to have a Cyrax, um, even though he's basically like the Predator. Um, I feel like he'd be really badass. And then they need to do reptile justice. Like whatever that was in this movie was not reptile. So please redo reptile for the next one. That was mm-hmm. a rep. Reptilian thing. I don't think it was reptile. reptile. Uh, I don't know. He said send he, the reptilian assassins out. Yeah, but like, he had the acid spit there. and the invisibility. Yep. Yeah, but also reptile in the games and stuff. Talks With, like a duck, walks like a duck. Reptile. It kind of he looked like Sub Zero and Scorpion, and then he, he, would, <laughs> like, and then he would like mutate into. He looked like what's his name from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the, the guy that's uh, in charge of them all. God, why can't I think of his name? The rat. Splinter? No, no, not Splinter. Oh, is it? Yeah, Master Splinter. Yeah. Yeah, Splinter's in I charge of the I, I don't know. My brain's not on, but I was like, yeah, he's he looks like that guy. Just like a naked Splinter. Too many Splinter. ribs for you, Eric. Too many ribs. I had like seven. I'm so ready for a big nap. 
<laughs> Justin, what about you? Who do you want to see in, the, in round two? So I'll, uh, I'm just going to throw out Mortal Kombat 11's Aaron Black. If we can get some Wild West shooter up in here with some grenades. <laughs> He's basically Striker, but with a, uh, a sombrero. So there you go. That. I like that. Jeff, what about you? Any wish list characters? Um, I, I wish we get to see Scorpion more because um, what's his face who played him? It was like in the last Samurai and stuff. I forgot his name. It was just excellent. Yeah. Um, and we will get more Sub Zero because the guy who has played Sub Zero signed on for four movies. Okay. So I'm sure he'll be back. Well, one last side quest and then we'll wrap things up is who. Who is going to be Johnny Cage? Because they're obviously, they just showed the belt, Cage. Who do you guys think it's going to be? Like, ridiculous answer or not? <laughs> Justin, let's start with you. Who should Johnny Cage be? The Miz from WWE. <laughs> oh, God. It's terrible. Jeff, what about you? Who, who's, who do you want to see as Johnny Cage? Keanu Reeves. Oh. All right, I have, I have two. One is Michael Sarah. if he could get Jack ripped. I think it would just be hilarious to be Johnny Cage. And then second, why do I feel like it's going to be like Kit Harrington, Jon Snow, and he's just going to be out of place and not fit the role at all, and it's just going to be a total waste of a character? Um, one of those two. Or Pauly Shore. I'm still rooting for you, bud. Please come back. It's real funny is if they introduce Johnny Cage as thinking that he's going on like some live show and it's going to kick off his career. And the whole time, he just doesn't fully get that, no, this is, like, a real thing going on. <laughs> he's just so, like, oblivious to, like, until, like, halfway through where he almost dies and goes, wait a minute, this is all real. And then all of them look at him like, yeah, we've been telling you this the entire time. It's what like a TV. Yeah. What do I feel like it's going to be, like, John Cena or something? Like, he would just fit the role perfectly. Like, kind of that douchey asshole, just super strong, so full of himself. And you can't see him. You can't see it. All right. Well, that wraps up our wrap-up special for Captain Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and our thoughts on Mortal Kombat. So let us know what you think. If you watched it, if you think it's rewatchable, if you love it, if you hate it, hit us up at SideQuest Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit those notifications so you get every new episode, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, guys, I don't even know how to end it. I mean, we've done Mortal Kombat a couple times. I don't think we've done Falcon Winter Soldier more than once. But, like, how do we want to end this bad boy? I want to hear Jeff apply for a bank loan. Can I have some money? <laughs> Simple. Please. you got to say please. Please.